Welcome to Podcast of the Gundam Heroes, everybody. Today we watched uh, episodes 33 through 36, and they were dog shit. How's it going? Oh. It's Vickis and <laughs> Vickis, Serene, Kuvo, Anti-Tuesday. That's me. Hello, we're here. Let's talk about it. You really have been drinking a lot of coffee, have you? This, this is a. Uh, I'm faking it till I make it, dog. <laughs> I'm faking it till I make it so hard. I, these, so you know how sometimes you see like a post online that's so bad you immediately have to take a nap. <laughs> like this yeah. was four episodes of that. Like I literally had to like slap myself in the face and be like, oh god, I need to get some coffee before we record. Uh, or I'm uh, fucked. Two more. So two I more. like. I literally drove to the store to get just huge containers of coffee so that I could get through this. This is so it's sort of like going more into the political side of it and the philosophical Uh, side and like both of those are in heavy air quotes. I'm assuming. mm, Really, why? Anytime Elena starts opening her mouth and talking about passivism, I I was watching this with Pat. I was just screaming at the television because Ah. she she acts like. Yeah, she acts exactly like the naive 16 year old she is. I mean, but then no one ever actually, like, she's not getting called out for it. The, the plot yeah. just keeps going forward as if it's like something that she should be doing. It's funny, I too. Guess it's, well, we'll get to I, it. I, yeah. I guess one thing that's really nice for me is since I watch these alone uh, in a void, <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have anyone to yell at. So at this point, it's just been like water off a duck's back. Someone says something <laughs> stupid. I sigh loudly once into the void and then I move on. <laughs> and that's just kind of life. Like, really, is like, yeah, no, actually, I think dying would be pretty cool because complete pacifism. And that's the only way I can do this. And I'm just like. <sighs> it's good, <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> Just move on. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, whatever. So, oh. shall we begin? Yeah. Um, uh, episode 33 begins with the recap of Trent going insane and the Zero out in space. It really doesn't matter. The title of this episode is called The Lonely Battlefield. Wow. Which, really makes you think. Yeah. So uh, we are introduced to the Sand Kingdom again. Quattro's uh, just like in a study room someplace playing the piano. And Noin comes in, and like, she's like, wow, you're pretty good. Who would think that a child, a soldier, assassin person would be able to play the piano? Not only that, but he, what was he playing with? Troy? violin, I think. Yeah, he's playing violin and flute. He yeah. can play multiple instruments, and he's a Gundam pilot. What can't this boy do? <laughs> so dreamy. Yeah, so, uh... Not blow up a colony. <laughs> not commit genocide. I mean, that's one thing yeah, that he can't know. do good. Yeah, on that note, just... Noin is like, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, don't blame yourself for Troa. You know, he kind of was fighting you, and you thought you were doing the right thing, even though you were mind controlled by a robot. But yeah, blame uh, yeah, Hero so instead. Hero didn't let you. Hero could have stopped this. <laughs> yeah. But unimportant. Yeah. So uh, Noin tells him that Trey's is still uh, missing in action or whatever, and Oz are cracking down on all the rebel troops that are kind of rebelled towards his side or whatever. The Trey's faction. Like, yeah, he's like the average. She's, she says that the average soldiers can't deal with the mobile dolls. And Quatra says that even if we kill all the mobile dolls, it won't really solve the problem. Um, and I don't know how he segues into this, but he also doesn't think that soldiers should be in the same kingdom because Relena likes all this passivism bullshit. It's going to get dumber. Yeah. yeah so Rel- Hero is down near his wing coding or doing whatever in the front of it. By the way, all the code in this is like Logos, like that turtle program yes. with the sprite that you can make it draw <laughs> cool things. Yeah. I don't know where they built that up, but... Uh, the narrator is talking about how Operation Nova is in full force and that Oz and the Roma Fellers are moving to control the world by sending dolls to control everything. The same thing that he tells us at the start of every episode. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we cut to a doll carrier out in space. The doll carriers are like these big rectangular ships that just carry them like cargoes. 
And uh, they're going towards Earth, but the Tall Geese comes and shoots down a bunch of them. And they try to counter with some dolls, but Zex blows them all up. And one of the uh, Oz troopers has the great line, A human pilot can't defeat dolls! Ah! It was like real quick. <laughs> it went over that cliff. Yeah. It was very Speed Racer. Yeah, um, Zex is still in space. He did not go back to Earth with like everyone else. He, he's Zex still believes in, in direct action. Yes, yes. Also, I just want everyone to be yeah. clear on this. Everyone knows Zex and Milliard Peacecraft are the same person. How Literally else? everyone. Yes. yes and this Every comes up later and it's fucking single funny. person is aware of this and I need everyone to be clear mm-hmm. to all the listeners of this podcast everyone knows Zex Marquis is Milliard Peacecraft and this is accepted as fact okay let's anyway, keep going he's back so, with the mask now yeah but he has the mask back on and uh, he is in his Zex persona being that hard ass know it all asshole um, he's chilling out in space with Florida Man Howard um, who has a and, space battleship yeah they have a giant spaceship called Peace Million it just looks like a half wing sort of looking thing Peace Million is a great rapper name, by the way. It is. That's a really good name. And for they're going to keep saying it. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're chilling out together in space, and uh, Howard is giving him, like, tech tips and everything. And Zex is, like, starting to think that he's too good for the tall geese. He keeps saying it's too slow and it's not reacting fast enough. Which bothered me so much because I thought, like, the whole thing about the tall geese was it was literally too fast for people and would kill you. Yeah, but this is a Gundam series. And there needs to be a mid season upgrade. So. But right, he yeah, trained. He trained good and got <laughs> so good at not dying to G forces. A thing you can do. Yeah, the tall geese now. Now he reacts faster than the tall geese can. So he reacts. As it puts five hundred G's on him. Yeah. <laughs> he reacts faster My God, than a machine. This, My God, this man can react in twelve frames. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Yeah, so um, he has a little internal monologue where he starts asking Relena to forgive him because he's living as ex Marquise instead of Milliard in order for the same kingdom not to have a murderous person in the royalty. For plausible deniability, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We really didn't know what to do with him as Milliard Peacecraft. Like, that's, that was the state of him after season point. one. Like, yeah, like, at the start of season one, he was Milliard, and now they're like, fuck, we, we actually don't have anything to do with Milliard, so he's sex again. Okay. Like, they fine. set it up for the whole reveal with him and Relena being sisters and then having, like, opposing ideas and their philosophies about war. But then after that reveal, yeah, there's nothing. That is just yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we cut over the Tuberoff talking to Duke Dermale, um, saying that Milliardo is staying at sex. So these two know that Milliardo is sex. Yeah, um, everyone also, knows. Yeah, there are everyone. As does everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're mad at the Saint Kingdom right now. The Saint Kingdom's like the only people like that are kind of opposing the whole Romafella rule due to their philosophy of pacifism bullshit. It doesn't Art. matter. Yeah, Tuberoff is saying that the dolls are invincible, but Duke says you're an idiot. We need something better than dolls. Um, well, of course, the dolls aren't invincible. They keep getting blown up. Yeah, it's not that they're invincible. There's just like an endless supply of them. Yes. Um, well, eventually, so, you just kill the factory, and then you're done. I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Because the factory is like 50 miles long, and it's also in like a labyrinth. I don't know. Yeah, destroy On the moon. it. Blow the moon, up yeah. the moon. You can do <laughs> that. When the wing zero can blow up the moon. Blow up the moon. <laughs> now <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Yeah. All right, Gundam Wing could turn around. All right, let's blow up the moon. Let's do it. <laughs> Now I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, so Duke is like, uh, we're targeting Luxembourg next, and Luxembourg is where they're keeping uh, trays. And this confused Just, me for a second. I had to think about this. 
Luxembourg used to be the Alliance headquarters. Yes. Oz took it over. Now Oz is storing trays there, and they just want to blow it up because I guess a whole bunch of the trays faction are going to Luxembourg. To yeah, it's it. also like the trays faction's but, center of power or something. Yeah, it's really awkwardly set up. Yeah, Which like, is really confusing because he's like a prisoner there. But also, it's his army's base? Yeah, I, I thought at first that, like, Trey's faction controlled it, and they were going to blow it. Oz was going to blow it up. But no, Oz keeps them there, but <laughs> the Trey's faction's going... It's Yeah, don't worry about it. Makes no um, sense. <laughs> back in the Sanka Kingdom, Hero is chilling outside on a bench reading. Uh, Relena comes, sits down next to him, and she asks him, like, why are you staying in the Sanka Kingdom? Normally, you would just get your Gundam and go do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, but... She, like, kind of segues into some speech about how space didn't treat him right. Maybe that's why you're staying here. Then Dorothy shows up and gives him an invite to the Romafeller Foundation. This like, is, Dorothy's basically just a chauffeur to bring Relina to the <laughs> Romafellers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Duke starts narrating that since Oz is close to taking over the entire world, they want to learn more about the Peacecraft Foundation and how peace is going to rule afterwards. And that's why they're going to bring Relena to wherever the Romafeller base is in order for her to have a conference or something. And they show a montage of her getting ready and putting on her fancy dress we're, uniform. We're having you do a TED Talk on peace. <laughs> that's really what it is. God, what is it? I would fucking love how to see a TED Talk that? by Relena. Oh, no. <laughs> it would be pretty good. <laughs> Uh, so Dorothy shows up in her giant fucking limo, and Pat and I notice it has five axles, oh two in the front, God. three in the back. We're adding more axles every time. Yeah, it's great. Um, so they want to take her to the conference. Uh, knowing Hero and Quattro are kind of watching over from the sidelines, and um, she turns before getting in the limo and yells the Hero not to leave the Saint Kingdom without telling her first, to which Hero just kind of ignores her. And then, and of course... immediately <laughs> leaves the Saint Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Then she leaves, and then Quatra asks Hero, "Is like why you're letting her go? She's so important. The Roman fellers are dangerous. They could be doing up the, they could be up the stuff." But he ignores Quatra and just goes down into the basement and gets into the wing. And then he's like, "Oz is sending a bunch of dolls to Luxembourg because that's where the Trey's headquarters or Trey's faction." And he's, I don't know, he's just going off to go fight because that's what all of Hero knows to do. Hero's literally this is a coping mechanism. Yeah. Literally, as soon as he goes off to fight, like, Quattro turns around and Noin's there, and Noin's like, what's going on? And Quattro just says, oh, you know, Hero just went because there was a battle where he's really likely to die, and that's, like, what he's hard for. Yeah. Boy's got a death wish. <laughs> Hero talks Quattro out of going in the dumbest way possible. You need to find Troa, but, like, is doing nothing to find <laughs> Troa. Yeah, also, Troa was in space, and they're on Earth, so... Right? It's gonna be tough, unless you're getting his ashes... Yeah. After he re-entered. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Noin asked what was going on, and Quattro says, Hero's made a decision to fight where he has the least chance of survival, which is fucking... Uh. Isn't that every fight that Hero goes into? Yeah, what he's into. Um, it's Friday night, you know what that means, baby. Time to drink exactly one beer, press the self-destruct button, and call 911. <laughs> 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 it's a Hero weekend. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, back in space, those huge mobile doll carriers, and there's a huge convoy of them heading towards Earth. Uh, Howard and Zex are looking at the force, and Zex is like, well, I guess I gotta go blow those up. And um, he kind of talks about how ironic it is that he fought to take uh, Luxembourg from the Alliance back when he was part of Oz, but now he's trying to defend it from Oz, and it's silly. Wow, uh, Zex, you're such a complicated character. Yeah. There's a battle montage. Uh, Tuberoff tells the shells to just kind of ignore the tall geese and just keep heading to Earth. And, like, he blows up a ton of them, but most of them get to Earth, so. Uh, on Earth, Dorothy introduces Relena to Duke and the Romafellers, so she, like, brings them into this, like, huge conference hall. 
Uh, Dorothy leaves, but it's... It's a really big room with nothing but one table one and, like, ten chairs in it. undersized table, too. Yeah, yeah the ta- okay, so the table isn't undersized. The table is fucking huge. It's, like, ten feet across and, like, fifty lawn. But it's <laughs> in a room that's so big that, like, it looks it's small like the size for the of room. a football field. Yeah, yeah like, it's a yeah. room the size of a football field with a larger-than-average picnic table. Also, <laughs> two Dorothy picnic tables and the end. door uh, to, like, watch her through the lock or some shit. Yeah, Dorothy's spying in, even though she's left the room. Dorothy cannot contain herself from being like, <laughs> like the second she walks out the door. It's so good. It's, yeah. Oh, I love this character. Yeah, Dorothy's she's the great. best. Yeah. Um, so Relena starts talking about, like, you Rollefellers want peace, but without Oz cooperation, you're still starting wars, and this is bad, and we can't have wars if we're trying to have peace or something. And then, peace, like, peace, 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 yeah. peace, peace, peace. She's like, listen, I can't do anything since I don't have any armies, but if you look at the Saint Kingdom and use its model of pacifism, you can help everybody, and we'll help and you get there. definitely don't invade it. Yeah. The Duke listens to her speech, gives her a sarcastic clap afterwards, and then says, like, the Saint Kingdom is full of hypocrites, to which she becomes very confused, even though it's full of hypocrites. Even though uh, the, she literally knows about all the mobile suits. Yeah, yeah. So Duke pulls up his monitor. He's like, well, what do you think about this guy? Miliardo Peacecraft, who's killing all of our mobile dolls. And it shows, like, you know, cut to Zex in space. He's chopping up dolls. And he's still mad that the tall geese is too slow or whatever. Which, like, that's still not breaking pacifism. You're defending a country and you're not killing anyone. It's just a bunch of rope. On the other <laughs> hand, Relina does not take it that way. No, no. <laughs> Relena pulls some incredible backflip big brain shit here. <laughs> some yeah, man. So Duke is like, like talk about mental gymnastics. Like all the judges are giving this one a ten. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, so, so like the Duke is like the Saint Kingdom is aggressive to us because the Tall Geese is piloted by your brother. And and to this she asks, is he still calling himself Miliardo or is it going by Zex? Duke's like, well, no, he's got the mask on. He says he's Zex. So Relena says, well, that's, that's not my brother then. That's Zex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A peacecraft would never pilot a mask. Would never put Erica. on a mask and murder yeah. hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> Relena gives a very complicated, I implore you to reconsider, to which they respond with, mm, okay. Yeah, like, like the, Duke, the Duke didn't see this, like, mix-up coming. He was like, holy <laughs> shit, she had something here. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, if it's Zex Marquis and not Milliardo Peacecraft, then we can't use it against us. Ah, fuck. Foiled I, again. Yeah. She's no, no, no. That correct. wasn't Chara's Nabble. That <laughs> was Quattro Bagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so the Duke's like, well, I guess we made a mistake. Uh, we'll deal with Zex. Uh, you can have your peace kingdom. And then she leaves the conference room. And the Duke is trying to be like, well, we'll go kill your brother and expecting her to be like, no, don't kill my brother. And then she didn't. She's like, fuck that in work. (laughs) Yeah. And the Duke is frustrated with the Sand Kingdom. And uh, outside, Dorothy was watching on like a CCTV thing. And for some reason, she's super impressed with Relena not losing her mind or something. She keeps doing this for like Relena doing the most mundane shit. Relena's the best. I think she was trying, like, I think she was expecting Relena to get flustered about it, but I think Relena was just so stupid she didn't realize what the position she was in. Yeah. So it just worked out. <laughs> Relena Dorothy. plays politics by just being ignorant to literally all of it. Yeah. Dorothy is like this confused enabler who doesn't <laughs> want her to win, but it keeps enabling her and also is very crazy. <laughs> like, it's. Yeah. 
Oh, Dorothy, you're the best character in this show. Thank you for being a spot of light in the darkness of these episodes. <laughs> so uh, Dorothy looks outside at a mobile doll just standing guard, and she's like, these things can't be used for wars. It makes wars meaningless. I don't like meaningless wars. I like cool wars. Blah. And then outside, Relena is like, kind of looking up at the stars or whatever, and she's like, you know, Milliardo, my brother, he knows what he was thinking, like... Milliardo would know what I was thinking, and that's why he chose to become, you know, Zex Marquise. So it, it's he, voiced wouldn't... like she's just putting it together now that she's left the meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I understand. You knew I would have to say, you knew I would have to disavow any knowledge of your actions. <laughs> so you were, you were uh, acting as, that, as an impossible Does agent. Zex yeah. is Barney. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zex would. Have, Zex is maybe Big Willie on a good day. <laughs> you know what? No, rolling hand. That's what Zex. There is. we go. So um, back in space, Tuberov is like, "Well, we lost a lot of shuttles, but most of them got to Earth, so Luxembourg's doomed." We cut over to uh, Luxembourg. The Trace faction is having a tough time with all these dolls, and they're getting stomped. Uh, Wing shows up with Hero in it and starts to assist them. Um. Back on the Sank Kingdom, Noin is asking Quatra why he didn't go to Luxembourg. Quatra tells her that, like, Hero says to stay here and look for Troa or something. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Quatra <laughs> just does what he's told. Yeah. Um, Noin gets an anonymous tip from, like, someone that Relena is about to be attacked by mobile dolls in the limo coming back from the conference. Who oh, knows no. who the anonymous tip is? <laughs> um, we cut to the car with the butler... Driving it, uh, he sees that the dolls are coming, and they shoot at the car, and it crashes into a tree. Uh, Pagan, the butler, is knocked out in the front wheel, in the front of it, and Relena's all panicking. By the way, uh, the smaller limo does have airbags, yes, which means yes. that Dorothy just drives a giant limo with no airbags. <laughs> That's a very good point, yeah. 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 Just I mean, to I confirm guess... it, when she crashed, it she just slammed into the steering wheel. <laughs> look. I don't think she was wearing look, a seatbelt either. No. Airbags are for wieners. <laughs> and Dorothy, like, how likely is it she's going to bleed if she slams into an air? Oh, still very. Oh, it actually still is a lot of force. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> so, uh, some airbags. <laughs> yeah, the airbags would be a deterrent to force, wouldn't it? So therefore, mm-hmm. they're not sure, allowed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, Dorothy. All, <laughs> all confrontation must be met head on. No cushioning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the noble dolls are about to shoot Relena, but of course, Noin and Quatra come and take them out and save the day. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Pagan taking a, being taken away by an ambulance and like an EMT team. And Relena comes to the realization here. She says, I can make, she says, I can make a well-thought-out speech, but I can't even save one person. And, like, she's very close. Like, you can tell in this scene, she's very close to the feeling that, like, pacifism mm-hmm. may not be working. And she's like, is it possible to achieve peace without using force? Maybe pacifism no. is nothing but nonsense for those unable to fight. Yeah. To which Quatra comes in and tells her to keep up the good work and keep going uh. down that path. So what in this world at this point in time, it's clearly not making the donuts. No, let's <laughs> something else. No, like, like you literally have fascism on the rise. You cannot go to Dick Dramel and be like, "Hey, stop taking over, everyone!" Uh-uh. Like you have to fight. Duh. Yeah, I was so angry here because, like, Quattro be- being the nice, you know, nice boy he is, decided to keep. Like, oh no, follow your dreams. And, and then he's like, saying, we'll do yeah. the fighting. We'll which, fight for Which peace. is like, but that's kind of hypocritical then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then she's like, she's like, okay, if you keep fighting for me, I'll lead us to the path of peace. But like, she doesn't have, she's like doing like a whole stump speech about her politics, but she has no plans to back anything she's saying up. No. Yeah. So uh, the last scene of this episode is here. They want the results of punching Nazis, but they want to be able to claim they're superior later on. Right. Never partook in violence. My hands are clean. (laughs) No, though, you should celebrate punching the Nazis. That's (laughs) what it is. Go get them hands dirty. Go throw hands. Punch a Nazi today. All right, let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the end of this episode is Hero fighting in Luxembourg, and we see that the wing gets kind of like shot in the knee. It takes a bullet to the knee or something. The wing's in a it can be beaten by things phase right now don't worry about it though it's gonna get dumber (laughs) yeah we're we're about midway through the season so you know the old robots need to get out but um as the wing is starting to get shot up we get a call or hero gets a call from uh, some anonymous person who's it's trias who is telling him like yeah (laughs) he's telling him like you got to keep fighting for what you believe in and that makes hero happy or something i don't know it's also cut really weirdly, and next episode there's going to be a cut where Hero sort of just looks over to his left, and it's like, oh, that's where Trace is. <laughs> yes, like it. this is cut. Like the the call comes in like it's from really far away, and then it just is like, oh, oh, he's twenty feet away, like hiding in the bushes. <laughs> So episode 34 has the recap of Zero fighting in Luxembourg and the call from Trias and everything. The title is, and its name is Epion. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, dear. So we see Wing getting beat up. Uh, by the way, Wing is in the middle of Luxembourg, so he's like in a downtown city area, and it's all like on fire and shit. And the uh, dolls are closing in on him. They show an overlay of Hero thinking about Relena or, or something, and he gets some motivation. But not so. like I like her or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hero is about to get shot by the dolls, but out of nowhere comes these Trey's faction dudes, and they go, like, full suicidal headbutt on these mobile dolls and blow themselves up to save him. Long live Trey's Gusrana! Yeah. <laughs> he, like, runs into him. It's really good. Yeah. And so Hero sees this. He's like, wow, that was kind of fucked up. And then he just gets out of the wing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets out of the wing, like in a battle zone in a burning city, and then with like a hundred the... dolls around him. Yeah, and on the ground, like fifty feet off, is like one of those trace pilots that blew himself up. I guess the self destruct doesn't work on those suits either. <laughs> so he goes over, and the pilot asks him, "Like you need to protect trays," and then he dies, of course. Hero then looks around and sees yep. like this Ludwig ass castle in the middle of a forest, like thirty miles away. And he's like, "Oh, that's where trays is. It's not just <laughs> oh. booking it over there." <laughs> Well, I mean, where else would Duke Dermale hide a prisoner, right? <laughs> like, castle, castle in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's like a serious, like, fairy tale ass castle. It's, mm-hmm. So we cut to Duke Dermale. He's getting reports that Luxembourg hasn't fallen yet, and it's because of the wing. But he's like, it's only a matter of time until Trey's is rescued by the rebels. We have to revert more forces to go beat him up or whatever. And Duke is saying. Duke has a line, Trey's is the illusion that dazzles the soldiers of the faction. And he doesn't want Trey's and the Gundam pilots joining forces because then he thinks they actually may be a threat. Um, I mean, don't worry about that because Trey's motivations are so unknowable. <laughs> you never have any idea whose side he's on at any moment. Trey's is on his own side and he's only thinking about <laughs> Trey's has a line later in this episode that literally says, the writers didn't know what to do with me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> And it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hero's sneaking around this fancy, you know, 18th century castle, uh, doing spy shit. He comes across the robot door, and the robot door's like, give me your voice and fingerprint. So and he's he like, yeah, why not? And the door unlocks. 
But this made me remember, didn't they say earlier that he doesn't have fingerprints? Like, I thought that was a thing that oh, they established. No, I don't character. even know. Maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe it but... is. None fingerprints left <laughs> voice print. <laughs> so uh, he goes, gets in an elevator and goes down to this dark library area. And, of course, Trace is there to welcome him. Hero asks, uh, he asks Hero to shoot him. That's like the first thing. He's like, I'm glad you found me in my castle. By the way, please shoot me. And Hero's like, who are you, Relena? <laughs> so Hero doesn't shoot him. Um, he asks Trey's why he let him in. And Trey's is like, you know, I just, at one point I realized I wanted to have a talk with a gun to pilot. So I went and looked up your fingerprints and voice print and set the code to that. Months yeah. ago, months ago. He man. says that too, by the way. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. So he wanted to have a talk with a gun to pilot. Hero replies, I have no interest in you, Trey's. To which I thought, why the fuck did you come here? <laughs> Trace you you were talking. doing something kind of important. <laughs> Trey starts talking about how Gundam pilots should attain peace, and only hero knows hero only knows fighting, and peace is the only the thing that comes after. And they have this dumb talk for a while. Oh boy! Uh, Trey starts asking who Hero's enemies is. Is it him? Is it Oz? Is it Romafell or the colonies? Hero's like anybody that gets in front of me and tries to kill me, I will kill them. They are my enemy. And then Trey says the battles will never end because he's fighting against destiny itself, which is a very <laughs> bad line I, I, destiny uh, is also going to kill you hero like what <laughs> sorry man destiny's just got it out for you wait, 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 we're actually making this more coherent this whole speech is baffling you, you listen to it and you're like one earth is Trey saying this is moment. high octane Trey's right now yeah as Pat can attest it's, I had to rewind this like four or five times to take it, notes on it it feels like a Markov chain generator <laughs> of a generic the, you are not so different you and I speech almost like it's pretty buck wild honestly like, like both I, of a, we've got to kill each other at the same time that's the only way this works out man, in the end now I kind of want to rip all by the, the way I want to rip all the subs, the entire script for the series, and run it through one of those neural nets and see what the fuck it comes up with. Can't be any like less comprehensible. Yeah, and then we have to do like a double blind study of the original script versus the the generated (laughs) script and see which is more. Oh man, I kind of want to more coherent political ideology. Um, Hero says he's cool with Destiny trying to kill him or something. He doesn't care when he dies. Uh, Trace tells him that he should take some agency with his destiny. Relaine is stronger than you than that because she's actually trying, which is laughable. Um, <laughs> Trace says that no we one... tried nothing and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Trace is like, no one can change history, which is completely contradicts his previous line. Yeah. Hero then says, like, well, you did a good job of changing history with your world coup and everything. Which he did. Right. And then Trace is like, I don't want that to happen again. Trace then he's, says, he's like, I can't do it. No, I'm, I'm not doing that again. I ain't changing history again. It's like, why? <laughs> Trey's fix, like 25. Fix what you did, Trace. He is 24. Fix what you did, Trace. You <laughs> fucked it up. Now clean up your mess. It's also like the, the whole 24 thing is going to come in again because I think it might be a few lines down, but he's like, I'm over the hill now. You 15 year olds are really going to change history now. I just love the idea as a 29-year-old, just imagining myself five years ago being like, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm over the hump now. Like, oh, I've conquered the world at age 24. Guess I'm cooked. (laughs) (laughs) Worked for Alexander. So, yeah, Trey says, like, I don't want to change the world again, to which he segues into, my greatest happiness in life is being able to talk Uh, to you. That's a direct quote. It's so so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, why does everyone like the gunman pilot so much? They haven't 
done, done anything, anything good. They have so, this incredibly unearned mythos to them. So he says that line and then pulls a gun on Hero and they have like a standoff moment. Oh yeah, I want to point out it's the fancy looking gun. The Duke Dermale pulled out. Yeah, it's that gun. You know Trey's can't have a normal gun. He's got to have the most bougie <laughs> fucking gun on the planet. <laughs> So they're literally holding him in Luxembourg for fuck's sake. <laughs> like they are what is not like the highest GDP like per person or some, shit, or, like, or some shit. Yeah. God. Yeah. One of those royalty city states. Yeah. Especially at that point when Gundam Wing was being created. I wonder if that was the mm. richest country yeah. on average. Uh, so they're kind of like in this suicide pact. That they want to both kill each other or something. Uh, Trey's then has the quote, a soldier willing to die is the most correct attitude a person can take. But not Which, me. Wow, I just wow. I, I just idealize it. Yeah. Um, oh, we have so much episode to get through. I know. I'm sorry, but this is all just so <laughs> like, high no, octane this is, bullshit. Oh, it's, it's high bullshit. octane. Yeah. Yeah. So they've both lost sight of their enemies, and heroes like hero says that countless soldiers are dying for him. How could you, you know, betray them? And you still have work to do. And then hero says, if anything should end, it's him and his my stupid revenge plots. I'm doing nothing. I'm a garbage baby child. <laughs> And so Trace puts his gun down and asks Hero not to disappoint him. Then again, goes over to he says, like, again, because I think he was annoyed at Hero saying that. So he was like, oh, Hero, you're disappointing me. Yeah, so he goes over to a bookcase, gets out, like, a book, and inside of it has a card. And he says that he wants, he has a guide to show Hero how to live. And then he takes this card and puts it into this funny-ass gargoyle statue. And, like, the entire wall of this library moves. It's not just, like, a bookshelf. It's, like, a huge, like, 100-foot section of wall. And, boy, I didn't realize what he was saying at first. But now that you have it in notes, oh, my God. Yeah, he's showing Hero how to live. Remember this. Um, he, the wall opens up, and behind it is a hanger. And the new bubble suit that we saw in that recap episode a while back is there. It's the Epion. It's that one that looks kind of Master Gundam-ish with the horns and everything. Hero, I made another, de- I made another devil machine. Would you like to get inside? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, and Hero has wide eyes to this because anytime Hero sees a new Gundam, he has a fucking boner. Um, <laughs> so did Trace make this while he was... No, he found it while he was in prison. No, what? No, he I think made, he made it. it. I think he it's made he made it. While yeah, he was, he, but he was under in house arrest. Why, why did we no imprison one noticed. him somewhere he could make a Gundam? Why <laughs> also, did he get I... in that Gundam and rip a hole in his cage and escape? Because he's over the hill. <laughs> Deadass, one of the lines this motherfucker musters is like, are you mad at me for making a god? <laughs> like yeah, 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 we'll, we'll get there in a second. But yeah, oh, I, the semantics of him making a Gundam on Earth while he's under house arrest by the corporation that kind of just wants to murder him straight up but can't because it'll make rebellions happen. I don't know how we smuggle all the parts and the scientists and... Yeah, and like, the Gundams are explicitly well, only makeable wait, wait, in space yes, at the moment. Yes, yes, yeah. Gundams are only makeable in space. But how did he make don't worry about it. He made Epion. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, since we saw the cool new thing, we obviously have to cut away from it. Uh, we go out to space. A bunch of Oz Leos have found the Wing Zero just kind of floating around. And if you remember, um, well, Trent or whatever his Trent name was, went insane. flying through space. Yeah. So they're like, well, this thing's a problem. So they put a whole bunch of mines on it with the intent to blow it up. And, of course, Howard and Zex are in their peace million watching. And they're like, well, that can't do. We got to get that thing back. So Zex you goes know out. You what's a better Gundam? Geese. Yeah. He goes out in the tall geese and makes short work of all the Leos. One runs away. And then Zex is like... Well, if the dolls have made soldiers forget how to fight, everybody's going so soft. Maybe this is the time to overthrow Oz or whatever. And Howard warns him. He's like, hey, there's more dolls coming. So, of course, Zex fights them for a while. 
Again, he's getting swamped, not because the dolls are particularly tough, but just because there's so many of them. The show and, doesn't really get this across very well. It doesn't look like there's any more dolls than usual. It just looks like, oh, he's losing now. Yeah. And then while this is happening, the battle montage goes on. Zex starts giving like a eulogy to the tall geese, saying like, oh, you've cut, brought me so far, but now it's time to let you go. I'm so sorry we have to part. So you know what's coming. Yeah. So, of course, the tall geese gets damaged. He ejects from it. The suit self-destructs and takes a bunch of dolls with it. Um, the Us Troopers Bye, the watch the one good him. thing in the show. Yeah. The Us Troopers watch him jump out of the Toggies, which blew up, into the Wing Zero and do absolutely nothing to stop him. And he's like, yeah, well, this is perfect. I'm going to blow yeah, you Because they've already up. rigged it up with explosions, enough to blow up three Leos that certainly will be enough to blow up the Invincible <laughs> Demon Machine. It'll be fine. Press <laughs> that yeah, button. So, oh, no. Yeah, they press the button. The mines blow up the Wing Zero. The guy's like, mission oh, no. accomplished. We killed Zex it's- and the Toggies. But no, it's perfectly <laughs> fine, of course. Not a scratch. And so Zex is like, this mobile suit's awesome. and gives him the aggressive T-pose. Yeah, I do like that he's just like, wow, its reaction times are incredible. Like, that's the first center will just fire his gun at Yeah, while it just T-poses and does nothing in the most predictable way possible. <laughs> so afterwards, Howard's telling Zex, it's like, uh, or Howard says that Zex should be able to avoid being, avoid being trifled with by that detestable machine referring to because the Zero system. he's the perfect warrior. Yep. Yeah. That's him. I mean, at least he's, like, legally an adult. <laughs> it's, just, a step it's actually up. because he's 19. He's just legally an adult. I mean, it's an improvement. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Howard's like, I hope, Zex, you're making the right decision with the suit. And it's like, as a peacecraft, you're a symbolic guy to lead us all to peace, which is just like the writers are giving themselves a fucking handjob. I just love to. <sighs> you're our symbolic peace man, they say, as he gets in a WMD. <laughs> 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 okay so back on earth hero is having a huge boner for the epion um trey's is telling him that the suit can show the pilot the image of his enemy and his future dun 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 so you at this, at this point you realize oh trey's made another genocide machine yeah and trey's says that he has no future so he can't pilot it uh hero asks trey's him, looks at the camera and says the writers don't have any more plot for me hero <laughs> so i can't pilot this I, you I, need, I need to because there's reason. still more plot for you i need a reason <laughs> for me not to have just gotten in this and left <laughs> yeah i mean he's shown it has showed that he can pilot a mobile suit just fine yeah yeah so hero asks him why you made the epion and trey's says that he used to think that humans the entire human's purpose was to go into battle but i went into a bunch of battles and i got no conclusions out of it but i want to give the blessing to the winners and losers and i just don't even know what he's talking about he, he goes back into that winners and losers thing that didn't make sense last time yeah either. how he wanted yeah. to be a loser so he made a super god robot in order to make a loser Epion, he says that Epion will eliminate all distractions That if the pilot has the will to fight, and then that a warrior with no distractions is as close to God as you can be. So Hero gets in and starts it up because Hero's done talking Oh, there's one particularly good exchange where he's just like, well, Hero, are you mad at me for making a god? And he goes, well... I don't believe in God, is what Hero yes. says. He's just like, I don't believe in God. I forgot the Trace, atheist line. Yeah, literally just like, I don't believe flying spaghetti monster, bitch. And then, like, in response, then right afterwards, Trace is like, well, I mean, a, a warrior with no distractions is about as close to God as you can get. And Hero's just like, whatever. And gets from the robot to stop listening yeah. to fucking grandpa talk. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Hero starts up the Epion. There's some really good English in here, especially there's one uh, part that's like Epion starting up, and then there's just, like someone slammed the keyboard for three paragraphs. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. It's just random characters. Yeah. I love it. It's like it's like it has a display in standard characters when it's trying to display like base 15 text or something. Mm, it's beautiful. <laughs> so as he starts us up, uh, Trey's gets on the comms and warns uh, Hero that um, he, you cannot be a winner while piloting the, piloting the Epion. It doesn't make sense. Like, nothing Trey says makes a lick yeah. of sense. And then he says, like, the Epion's not a weapon, and you it's need to return as a loser. It's clearly a weapon. It's a Gundam. It's a weapon. Yeah. Duh. And then he says... Not only is it a weapon, it is a Gundam that is specialized in melee fight. It is one yeah. of two Gundams ever really created, like, or two, two Gundams that are, like, specifically just made. Like, it's literally Burning Gundam, and Epion. And it's not a machine for battle when all it is is like a super blade. I made a bot like, and punch real good. <sighs> yeah, and then he also tells him, Trey's is like, I won't let you die until you kill me first. So I've disactivated the self-destruct button, which is... <laughs> and Hero's just like, oh. You could have oh, just... No. I mean, for what it's worth... It's probably the most reasonable thing Trey's does <laughs> in any of this. Is just like, Hero, you're not allowed to kill yourself. And Hero's just like, oh, fuck. Why did you build it with the self-destruct button? What? Why did you build it with the self-destruct button? To keep our opponents from being <laughs> able to make a demon machine that drives them crazy. Despite Oops, the fact that two people now have independently made demon machines that drive the pilots crazy. To be fair, so, no one knows where the Wing Zero came from at the moment. Yeah, why does it, everyone keep making demon machines? just found it in a warehouse someplace. It's like, oh yeah, maybe we should use this. Yeah. So we go back. Well, to Quattro made it. Remember, like he found the plans from the other scientists and was just like, oh, this is their first design. Which can we point out? Why was their first draft a demon machine? And then they're like, yeah, let's make some lesser make worse. ones. The shit's too OP. We need to bring it back a tier. So. Uh, <laughs> We go back to Luxembourg. Uh, it's all fucked up and on fire. The Trey's faction is losing really badly. The soldier, one of the soldiers here gives a line. I'm just going to read the three of them out. Don't give up. The outcome doesn't matter. Keep fighting. Which are like it, three completely separate and contradictory thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it, it come, I, I think it's coming back to Trey's whole winners and losers bullshit like, like you know winning doesn't, doesn't matter. matter it's the fight that matters like you know they have to fight for a purpose but, or something but yeah, it's but, like, dumb. Fight, but it, Trey's gets to live at the end of the day <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so they're fighting the epion comes flying on in um it's very master gundam looking it's like maybe yes. it's like maroon and kind of gray and it has this like whip arm that could also be used it's as like a huge sword mid. yeah yeah, it's like a super hot whip that just, like, zips through metal. And they immediately established that, wow, cool robot, it's super awesome, and chops up all these dolls like it's absolutely nothing. Um, Hero is having a good time chopping up everything, but then he starts to, like, attack a tr- uh, one of the Trey's troops, and, like, he freaks out, and it stops for a second. He gives the same, everyone is my enemy speech yeah. that he did last yeah, time. Yeah, he's, he's starting to have, zero. like, mind control problems. Um, so Hero starts losing it and just starts murdering everyone. Because it's fucking crazy. It's like a shockingly neat looking moment of animation for a second <laughs> when he does finally snap. Like, they have his eyes, like, cycling through everything to, like, the crazy color they do or whatever. And, like, it's like, okay, this scene could be good if it was just anything else. Yeah. <laughs> it was in another show. Uh, so we get a flashback to him relaying, or 
a flashback to Relena telling him to, you know, make a promise and don't leave. And then soldiers telling him to protect Trey's and then him blowing up the wing for the first time. Trey's telling him he has no future. And Hero sees that he has no future and then, like, completely, like, freaks out, stops and gets sick. And, yeah, it's a really stupid And scene. at one point, he his speech this time, it does have one big change from normal because he like starts with you know like oh everyone who's trying you know everyone who tries to kill me is my enemy which is his normal stance and then towards the end when he finally snaps he just says anyone who fights is my enemy and that's like the one what i think the writers intended to be important yeah (laughs) yeah it's hard to tell though because like they just go all over the place with the flashback on it yeah it's weird So it's like, after well, it's too late. Heroes genocided everyone. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so afterwards, we cut to Hero getting out of the Epion next to Trey's at his castle hotel thing. And, like, it's obvious the Hero is completely shook. Like, he's lost it. Like, he's freaking out and trembling. And Trey says to him, I see. So let's get started, shall we? And just hands a gun <laughs> to Hero, which is fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, because they've already established that we have to shoot each other at the same time. We packed. got a death pack, bro. <laughs> Come on, yeah. don't back out on me. So Hero looks at the gun. He says, I don't have the right to do it. And then just falls flat on his face. And that's how it ends. Yeah, so the Epion is every much the insanity machine that Wing Zero is. Because um, we needed two of those. <laughs> We gotta have a bad guy gun them and a good guy gun them. Come on. Uh, episode 35 starts with the narrator talking about the Zero system. Um, he says that it takes battle data and feeds it to the pilot, but it overwhelms the pilots and the pilots can't handle it, so they don't fear death and they go insane. Um, there's like, there's two suits of, that have this system that could change history, the Zero and the Epion. Get used to this uh, thing, because this is the new narration intro, yeah. for God knows how long. Now that we've introduced the cool robot that we need to wow at, right? <laughs> we gotta have it in every intro. Yeah, so the title of this one is The Return of Wufei. And then it immediately Woo! cuts to... <laughs> yeah, it immediately cuts yeah. to Troll, which is it funny. It immediately cuts to Troll, which is really funny. I'm like, wrong, 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 wrong boy. <laughs> Not that boy. Yeah, so uh, uh, Troll is walking through the city. It's raining. He's looking really down. He's just kind of staring at the ground as he walks really slowly. Um, he happens to the bump in the Catherine, who, if you don't remember, is the circus lady that he was hanging out with. And you she's don't like, really oh, hey. know where he is, but this is really weird and a complete coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that this was actually a dream sequence when it happened. And then yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so he bumps into her and she's like, oh, Troas, been a while since I meet you. And then, like, he looks at her and he doesn't know who the fuck she is. And she's like, oh, my God, you have amnesia. Which so is, this is what they're doing with Troa for yeah, season two. Yeah, what they're doing two. with Troa right now. Um, back in space. By the way, I finally watched one of the intros of the show again, just because I was like doing something else. I didn't realize they introduced Troa in his clown yes, outfit. Yes, he's they in the did, clown yeah. outfit <laughs> in the intro. I love it. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> so uh, in space, there's some tourist suits that are going towards a colony. Um, we go into the colony. They're going to Wu Fei is doing kung fu with some other guy in a, this like stereotypical Chinese temple. Uh, of course, Wu Fei is a total badass, so he kicks the dude's ass. It's about to knee the dude in the face, but uh, this other old guy named uh, Master Lawn stops him. And uh, I have to say right now, two things: one, Lawn is a complete stereotype, and it's yep. impossible. And two, everything Lawn says is in that like Sun Tzu art of war style manner, where it's kind of roundabout. 
And like the liberties they took with the localization on this make it so this guy is complete nonsense at all times. Yes, you can yes. tell that he's one of like the regular voice actors just trying to put on an accent, but also trying not to be that racist about it. Like he's yeah. really trying to walk that line, and I'm not sure he makes. But it. even even more than the accent is that like this guy, it's just it, nothing he yeah. says makes sense. Integrity. Don't worry, yeah. he won't be around for long. <laughs> it's like spoilers. What if he's like a weird racist Yoda? <laughs> Yoda made more sense than this guy. Yoda had a weird speech habit, but, like, Yoda made sense. So, yeah. Okay. Lawn talks about how humans fought for evil in outer space and that the colonies are heading on a path of destruction. He tells him that he should believe in himself and not betray himself. And then some guy comes up and whispers to him. And then he says that there's no mercy for dying. And I don't know. The tourist suits outside just start blowing up the colony city. And Wu Fei's like, it's my turn to go conquer evil. They're they're, they're like, zero five, get out here. Yeah, so the tourist suits are looking for Wu Fei's new suit. Um, Lon's speaking in circles again about justice and integrity and evil, and it's really bad. Uh, The tourist suits are looking for Ultron, which is the new name of his Shenlong Gundam. And so. Nataku, number two. Yeah, so it should be noted that. The suit's real name is Altron, but he calls it Nataku for a reason, which is stupid and revealed later. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, th- this is a really funny moment because they're like, Gundam, get out here. And then Wu Fei, like, he's in his gun, obviously, and he, like, comes out of a building, springs his arm out, destroys, and then he went, Is that the Gundam? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, you it's know also, you're here for the Gundam. Who else would be blowing you up, idiot? It's also great because he fucking, like, extendo arm punches through a yep. skyscraper yeah. to kill the guy. <laughs> Yup. <laughs> but so, it's a Gundam. Who knows? Yeah. So outside the colony, more Oz suits are getting there and uh, surrounding it. Uh, Wufei is still chopping them up. Uh, Wufei goes outside the colony and starts chopping them up. But then they're like, Gundam pilot, you need to stop because if you don't, we'll attack the colony and blow it up and all your friends are there. And so you should surrender right now. And so. So in one of the dumbest moments in Gundam Wing, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, back on the colony, Lon bids Wu Fei farewell. Um, he's like, says he's, he's saying stuff about like, I will witness as the last of our clan goes, and all the all of all boys will live in pride to, right till the end. He presses a button on some computer, and the colony starts blowing itself up. So like, he also talked about how like the humans in this colony are going extinct or are on the path to the extinction or something like that in his previous talk, and it's like. Well, no, dude. You just killed all of them. Yeah. I've decided everyone needs to die. This is kind of... I mean, for what it's worth, this is just what old people do. So, Real boomer mentality, well. yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the colony is blowing itself up. And uh, as this is happening, Wufei gets a Skype call from Master Lawn as it's blowing up. Telling Wufei not to waver in your convictions and keep fighting because if you waver, then more fights will happen. And then he blows up. You, you sort of get a half second thing of him blowing up before the thing cuts off, and it's like, oh, yeah. Shit. So Wufei is, of course, super fucking pissed about this. Uh, he starts murdering all the Oz guys. This would be interesting, but of course, we cut to the Peace Million. Uh, Howard is telling Zex about the battle on this colony and how it's blowing up, and how Wufei's there. Zex is like, hey, maybe we should invite that guy to help uh, kill the Roma Fellers. He seems like the type that doesn't like the Roma Fellers. So Howard's like, you know, Gundam pilots, pilots normally fight alone, but Zex is like, okay, but, well, but we gotta don't. fight. Let's go talk. Howard, you literally helped a Gundam pilot, like, for months. Yeah. And they 
fought, I mean, they fought with each other, both. <laughs> both as opponents and allies. The Gundams have fought with other people. Like, it makes no sense. It's dumb. Yeah, so, uh, we cut to Duke Dermail Skyping with tu- Tuberov. This is a great conversation. Uh, he's saying that Operation Nova is done because uh, we rule Earth now. We have a ton of mobile suits. It's great. We've got to go to the next stage of our plans. And Duke's like, we need results on a larger scale, which I don't know what he means by because they took over Earth, but sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, Duke wants... And the colonies, yeah, and just the colonies. to be clear. Yeah. Duke, yeah. Duke <laughs> wants Tuberov to build him the world's biggest space battleship. I should build a boat. No, no. A Death Star, <laughs> guess, obviously. Yeah. Of course, the rich royalty wants a fucking yacht. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's too interesting. So we cut the Quattro walking through a desert. <laughs> oh, this is so good, though. <laughs> yeah, so Quattro's walking through a desert, and we immediately get a flashback to him talking with Noy and saying um, that they got inf- info from Sally. I guess Sally's still feeding them info. Um, he says that, uh, that he didn't want to contact the Maganak Cork because he didn't want to cause them trouble back in the day. But now, uh, since Romafeller has blown up most of the Trace factions, Sanct is by itself, and they need allies, so Quattro's got to go get Sandrock back and see if he can go recruit these Maganak guys. So he takes off in a jet, and of course immediately gets intercepted by Oz mobile suits, and they shoot him down, and he crashes in the desert. And it's This 22. was the funniest animation of the week. The jet takes some shots, and fucking nosedives into the sand <laughs> and explodes. <laughs> And then it shows him coming out of a parachute already on the ground, like, 50 feet away. Yeah. And it's also... Which, you did he not. was way too close to the ground no. to parachute, for the record. Yeah. Like, he would have just... straight in, F-35 style. <laughs> yeah, like, this thing was probably going 200-plus miles an hour at the ground. Like, <laughs> And it's also funny, too, because these mobile suits, the areas that shot him down, could have just stopped and shot him. But they just flew on away. No one could have survived that direct impact on the sand. Yeah. For what it's worth, they generally would be right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back in the present, he's walking through the desert trying to make it to wherever the fuck the Maganaks are. It's uh, caught got- really weirdly because guess what? He doesn't actually get there by the end of the episode. Nope. No. And well, still, that would have been too interesting. So we cut <laughs> yeah. to a board meeting. <laughs> yeah. More interesting than him in the desert. A board meeting with Relena and some Romafeller guys. Duke Dramail is not at this meeting. And uh, these Romafeller dudes are kind of mad that Romafeller is using them for their money. So, like, the Romafeller is just kind of using all these rich countries to bankroll their mobile suit factory production. And they're like, we can't take much more of this financially. And so Relena not cooking on that, but instead saying, like, peace can't be solved through military force. Maybe you should stop sending your money to fight. And she asked the Romafeller dudes to ask Duke Dermail, I guess, to stop using the money and instead have peace. I, I feel that, like, she could have just had, like, an entire coup of the entire Romafeller upper class. Yeah, they were right him. there for her. Yeah, she's like, listen, you're wasting all your money on this idiot building mobile suits when you don't need it. Come be peaceful with me. But the instead- way that it's like presented is really like, she has no idea what she's doing, but is somehow actually doing fine anyway. <laughs> And they're all like, rah, 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 yes, clap, 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 yes, 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 that sounds good, that sounds good. Yeah, nice. it's, it's weird because these, like, dignitaries, these, old, like, obviously older gentlemen that have, like, I am assuming diplomatic skills, are kind of just deferring their entire foreign policy yep. to a 15-year-old that's an idiot. Yep, it's great. It's, <sighs> it's every episode here. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great. She's the perfect scapegoat. When everything goes bad, we can just say, like, well, we trusted a 15-year-old. What was supposed oh to happen? Oh, my God. You, know, you guys you don't even know the half of it. So, <laughs> later, on, later on, she leaves, and the butler's congratulating her on her great speech pep talk rally, whatever the fuck she was doing. Um, she asked the butler, like, am I wrong for promising peace to everyone when I obviously have no capability of, prom- of following through on it? Yes. And the butler has a great line. He says that the Romafellers are a false peace and that the peace crafts is true peace. And I just, like, cite your fucking sources here. This is a completely biased... <laughs> you are really feeding into this girl's megalomania. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's fair enough because the Romafellers are fascism, but, like... Well, yes. It's, it's but dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> he doesn't state anything to follow through no. on this. And to be no. honest, Relena doesn't have anything to back it up. No. no, absolutely like, not. Dead ass. If the butler had just said they're fascists, we can't let this happen, then it would have been yes, like that'd be okay, perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how it works. But instead, it's but instead it's well, they're only fake peace. It's like they're fascists. <laughs> Everyone keeps handling Rolina with kid gloves, and I don't really know what the end game was supposed to be for like every single person <laughs> doing this. Uh, so. The butler, I guess, is like some foreign policy expert because he starts saying that ever since Trey's has left the Romafellers, they haven't really had any charismatic, like, leading, unifying person. And that, like, the Duke really can't fill that role. And, like, the Duke also agrees with this. He'll say it a bit later. Yeah. And then the butler says that the Romafellers are nothing to fear. Like, you don't have anything to fear from the Romafellers. They don't have any leadership. But they do have a giant fucking robot death army. So, like, I don't they know. They do what... have a factory on the moon. Well, the thing is, they, they do have a leader. I mean, the Duke isn't one who inspires people. That's fine. But he has a bunch of robots. He is in charge. Every... Yeah, he's in charge. They do have a Yeah, leader. but he's not a cool 18-year-old. It's true. He's probably in his, like, I don't know, 30s. Now I have to look that up. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, back in the Sand Kingdom under... Uh, underground knowing is parking her mobile suits uh for whatever reason there's a scene here about some guys calling her lieutenant she's like i'm not a lieutenant anymore i'm an imperial guard just like you and it's just to show that like there's a bunch of trays faction guys uh under the sank kingdom's command now yep um you can call me captain if you want oh it doesn't have an age for (laughs) oh well So uh, Hero goes and uh, meets with her and asks uh, Noin why she's taking in a bunch of these troops, uh, saying that it will cause attention. And Noin says, like, these Oz forces are gathering around the same kingdom. They need troops. Like, Noin is saying, like, really, even though Relena says we're all pacifists, we need a fucking army because we're going to get invaded. But seriously, when they march in, we need someone shooting guns back at them. Yeah, that's all this is. Um he looks at Epion and wonders why Trace gives it to him, and then we just cut back to space because we can't have Wow Cool Robot for that long. Uh, Wufei is fucking up those mobile suit dolls because he's mad, and he keeps yelling at the Oz troopers to fight him directly because they keep sending dolls at him. And so the Oz guys just retreat. Uh, whatever. The Oz guys Wufei. leave. Zex, Zex shows up in the piece, Melian, and tells Wufei, he's like, hey, listen, I got an offer for you. Maybe you should listen to me. And so he goes out and is in the wing zero, and Wufei sees the zero, freaks out, and starts attacking it because he hates it. Which is correct. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Zex is like kind of parrying all this. He's like, hey, hey, wait a second, dude. I just want to talk. And Wufei's like, all evil that chooses to fight in outer space is my enemy. 
And so Zex is like, yeah, you know, I agree with that. Maybe we should team up and fight this evil. But Wufei doesn't trust traitors no. or something. So he keeps attacking them. Yeah, he's like, you were on the other side and now you're not? Well, then you're a fucking traitor. Fuck you. So I can't trust you. Either way, yeah. And Zex is like, okay, seriously, what the fuck is it going to make to take you to listen to me for like half a second? And Wufei's like, you have to Wufei. Money match me, Wufei. bro. <laughs> yeah, Wufei basically just says like, no. First attempt, <laughs> Like three times. Yeah, God. So they start fighting. Um, Zex is like, well, this guy is close range melee type, so maybe. I oh my god, use- these guys are literally just for the record. They are literally trying to solve like socio political differences of opinion and ideology through a first to five. Yeah. Is what this is. <laughs> Basically. Okay, tight, tight. <laughs> so uh, Zex goes and he's like, okay, I got to use my giant Buster Cannon to make this guy listen to me. So he uses his giant Buster Cannon to shoot Wufei, but misses, and then blows up the piece medium. Oops. And then he panics and freaks the fuck out for a second. But, oh, no, it's a hallucination. The wings are like, making him go crazy. like, what the fuck was that? Oh, wow, that was really weird. And then Wufei punches off the fucking Zero's head. But then... But that's also a hallucination. And Zex <laughs> is now just freaking out because he doesn't know what's real anymore. Because it turns out the Zero system fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah. I actually kind of like this bit of animation that they give the double fake out. Yeah. Because it really shows that the Zero system is completely insane. The thing that kills me is that of all... Everything in this show, I think the idea of, like, the Zero system and the Epion being these, like, almost mind-expanding things where, like, you just witness too much of the universe and too many timelines all at the same time and it starts, like, warping your ability to parse reality from, you know, these visions you have and stuff like that. Like, you could do something with that. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a neat idea. And then you have Duo who's in the cockpit and seeing a billion death sites for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I smoke weed! <laughs> he cuts a bunch of robots in half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wufei is, uh, keeps yelling at him that he's evil and stuff. Zex tries shooting at him, but this time he actually does hit the piece million and, like, blows up its wing a little bit. And Howard's like, hey, 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 watch the aim, buddy. (laughs) Yo, hands off the merchandise. (laughs) So Wufei sees this and, like, for some reason this makes Wufei just stop fighting. And he's like, you're going to be my enemy for all times. And this flies away? I don't know what... Whatever. Hey, Einstein, I'm on your side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Howard gives Zex the rundown on the Zero system. Like, it's taking over your mind, brah. There's nothing sadder than a human controlled by a machine. Yeah, and Zex is, like, you know, freaking out still. Oh, did I forget to tell you about the demon machine? (laughs) Oh, shit, man. Sorry. Yeah, there's a demon machine in there. I guess I never really spelled it out, huh? Yeah, I think about... I mostly was speaking in metaphor. You may have thought I was speaking metaphorically, as in, you know, power corrupts absolutely and stuff. But, no, it's just a demon machine. And Zex is like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Uh, So, on some other colony elsewhere, uh, we cut the Catherine in the circus doing her circus thing. Uh, the ringleader says that um, is talking to her and says that they're moving out soon because a Gundam showed up nearby and a colony blew up or something. And then we see Troa is in his clown stuff, but he's acting like real timid because he's like kind of broken as a person. Like he's kind of shell shocked. Yeah, he has like severe yeah. PTSD. Like it's. It's kind of sad when you think about this is their this is a 15 year old, you know, who's just shattered mentally as a like he hears like a firework and is just on the ground in a ball like it's not good. Which seems like (laughs) a bad quality for being a circus clown. But yeah, yeah. I don't know why you'd be at a circus if you have like PTSD. But yeah, the ringleader says that they got to keep going because of him. And like you can't stay anywhere in case people find him or something. Uh, But 
Catherine's like, I think he's better off this way than he does, even though he has severe problems, like he doesn't have to fight in wars anymore. And then, like, Troa kind of overheard, like, them talking about Gundams, and, like, he's like, I heard of a Gundam before, then immediately starts, like, shivering because he has severe PTSD. And, yeah, Kat, the last scene of this episode is uh, Catherine watching him and says that, like, oh, I'll always protect him. And then they freeze frame on him with that dumb fucking clown half mask on. Yeah. Also, really he's calling silly. her big sister. Like, she seems to have just inserted herself as his sister. And for what it's worth, though, like, I think Catherine's goals here are at least noble. Yeah. Of, Fair. I'm going to keep the child soldier who has horrible PTSD from being forced back into war because yeah. he's got yeah. Super no, abilities, and she, everyone yeah. wants to put I him in take war. Care like of this boy, because no one else is going to. Catherine is perhaps the one person whose motivations I can say state clearly and are unequivocally good and make sense for a person. So <laughs> good on you, Catherine. You're the current best written character in Gundam Wing, other than Dorothy. <laughs> it's a very low bar. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> let's let's bring this one home with the final episode. Okay, episode uh-huh. thirty-six is called "The Sank Kingdom Collapse." That was quick. <sighs> and you may think this is good. Oh, okay, we'll just go on to it. So, <laughs> in space, on a Dear colony, viewer. in some warehouse someplace, there's a whole bunch of these rebel-looking dudes talking about how they're enemies of the Romafellers, but we don't know if we can take them on, and we need to take in soldiers from the Form Alliance because they're good at fighting, but who, can we trust them? Who knows? Let's ask Duo. And Duo's off in the corner just chilling. He's like... Well, you can all fight together, but, you know, what happens after that? Who's going to rule? You know, call me when you think of a solution for that. Peace, I'm out. There's a burrito down the street I need to eat. <laughs> and so he's like, he's got to fight alone or something. I don't know. He's sitting at a park. Hilda's there, and she's just petting a dog. Like, I guess she somehow either got discharged or went AWOL from the Oz military. Maybe they both, maybe they just moved in together and bought a dog. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So he Dua sits down, and he's like, I wonder what true peace means anyway. And then he's that just like, so oh, funny. you're funny. They yeah, react like, so badly to him. They're like, what? Yeah, she's Duo, like, what thinking about? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, that was out of character for me. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, so Hilda's uh. like, let's go on a date. Let's go someplace fun. And so they run off. Um, you know where they're going to end up. Yeah, yeah, back on Earth, Noin is telling Relena that the Roma fellers are preparing to crush the Sand Kingdom. Apparently, they've been just setting up a whole bunch of mobile troops outside and, like, they're getting ready to cross the border. Uh, Relena is like, well, listen, I'll talk to Duke Jermel and tell him to stop. And Noin's like, no, that's dumb. He's not going to listen to you. That's stupid. But that's Relena, true. Yeah, Relena's like dead set on avoiding war through peaceful means. This is the only thing that I know, so I'm going to do something really stupid. Yeah. All I know is in action. <laughs> that's it. So Noin goes on the ground and talks to Hero, and... He thinks that Relena is too caught up in her own crazy-ass world of peace. It's completely unrealistic with the current situation and the socioeconomic structure of our <laughs> world as it's been written in our political spheres for this, you know, complete pacifism via inaction to work. It absolutely will not work in this system. The, the show's writers have decided, you know what? I'm going to go. <laughs> and, and then Noin is like, are you, are you denouncing her, her pacifism? And the hero's like, no. No, people need to look up to something. That's really what he says. <laughs> and then he fucks off. Yeah. And so she wonders what Quattro's doing. We cut the Quattro. He's still in the desert walking around. <laughs> yeah, he falls that over. thing that happened last episode for no reason hasn't paid off yet. Yeah, so he falls over out of heat exhaustion thinking it's real hot. But then he has explosions in the distance and looks up. And it's the Mogganok cor- corpse. And they are getting attacked by some Oz troopers. 
And so he gets up and starts running towards them. They see him on the monitor. They greet him. They say, we have a present for you. And, and he's then, like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm here for, idiot. Yeah, so we cut to the Oz troopers like, it's time to move into the city. Oh, no, is that a Gundam? And, you know, he chops them all up. It's the new Sandrock. It looks exactly like the old Sandrock. I don't think it's the new one. I think it's still the old one. Yeah, this is still so OG Sandrock. They, they haven't upgraded it. Yeah, they did yeah. pieces and they just put it back together. But does that mean it was... Um, well, when the, the when he died, when he blew up the Sandrock, that makes no sense. Because now the Sandrock is better than the mobile dolls. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't think And the thing that kills me, too, is the self-destruct systems. We have established through earlier episodes where they recovered, like, the, the double zero after self-destruct was used. And they're like, damn, it blew up all the parts that are hard to replicate and hard to figure out how to make on your own. Like, everything that's valuable military technology that someone wouldn't be able to just pull out of their ass or reference an older blueprint is entirely gone but these magonite corpse were just like oh we just made it yeah out of sand it's oh, crazy we just fixed it right up you know put a little polish on it uh-huh, uh-huh. we had a whole desert worth of sand to work with so we just made a bunch of parts out of sand <laughs> uh, so we cut the quattro and the magonite corp after the battle they all thanking each other in their very polite way quattro says he needs the gun then to protect people that scene's done it doesn't matter Back in space, uh, the circus is going on. So, remember in the previous episode when it was raining and Troll was walking around? I thought that was on Earth. No, it's nope. on a colony yeah. in space. They're, space. They're yeah. in a colony. The Yeah, all the circuses went to space. By the way, they brought a fucking elephant to space. It looks really emaciated, by the way. Yeah, I guess they had to slim it down to fit it on the shuttle. It's a sad-looking <laughs> elephant. <laughs> hey. Don't bring elephants to space. They don't got nothing for them there. Stop it. The Russians tried it. Didn't work out well. They don't don't fucking need to go to space. I'll say it. I'll say it. Humanity? Yeah. We got to explore. We got to get our elephants. No, man. They're good. They're good here. So uh, in the uh, circus audience, uh, Duo and Hilda are just, you know, kind of having some fun. Totally coincidentally, they just happen to go to the Troa Circus, the Troa PTSD Circus. (laughs) Hilda has a line that says, amazing. It's really great. Um, So they're having fun. The ringleader introduces uh, a lion and a young clown. And it's obviously Troa. He does this triple front flip double twist into a one-handed handstand on the back of a lion. So yeah, he's like timid and PTSD, but he still knows still how to do that, right? He still can do that with a lion and isn't scared at all. All right. Yeah, and so Hilda's like, "Wow, I could fall for that guy." And Duo's like, "Dude, totally bummer." It's, yeah, she's a, she she's just like she's like, "Wow, that clown's pretty fuckable," I think. And then and Duo's, Duo's like, like, "You're my oh, only girlfriend." Man. Yeah, come on. Please. <laughs> yeah, so Duo recognizes Troa. And then we cut and to like, a duo's like, yeah, that is a pretty fuckable clown. Wait, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they cut to after the show. Um, Tro or duo goes backstage. Um, Catherine is congratulating uh, Troa, and duo shows up and asks, like, hey man, how's it going? What happened to you? Where's Hero? What happened to your suit? And Troa's just confused, like he doesn't recognize duo. Catherine's like, if you're from his past, you got to beat it. Like his past doesn't matter anymore. He's, we're not making him a soldier. And she, like, kind of, like, shields him from Duo, and Duo's, like, shocked because he doesn't know what's going on. Like, he doesn't... And, like, Tro is, like, starting to, like, break down and, like, have tears well up in his eyes and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's clearly not yeah. good for Duo to be around, and Catherine is kind of just being like, hey, 
He's having a time, man. Fuck off. We're not bringing... Like, look at him. He can't go back into war. And Duo's bummed. He's like, oh, I can't go back to war. They he can't go Where's back into war machine? as we put him into a fucking show in the middle of a big top. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the narrator cuts in and starts talking about how Trubarov is making the giant fucking battleship for Oz. But um, even though he's trying his hardest, it's becoming a hardship for the colonies because they're just... It's too much. Like, there's, it's huge. Oops, it turns out handing over your everything to Oz was a bad idea. Oh, who'd have guessed? Yeah, so Tuberov is Skyping with Duke Dermail, says that, like, the plans are progressing as fast as he can, but, like, you know, there's only so much we can do. It's a giant space battleship. These things take time. Yeah. He's yeah. like, no, no excuses. Build it faster. Yeah, so Duke wants a battleship to be a symbol of strength to hold all the soldiers and Oz together and to frighten everyone. I don't have a trays anymore, so I need a battleship. Yeah, that Duke, makes no sense. That's not how it works. Yeah, Duke is saying that like we can't have any more kingdoms or political parties that won't obey the Roman fellow rule, so we need to have a spaceship because they look cool. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we cut to back on Earth. The Oz suits are right at the border of the Sand Kingdom, ready to invade. Uh, Relena gets news from Noin inside her business lounge saying this. And Relena's like, yeah, I just got this call from the Duke saying they're about to attack because the Sang Kingdom harbors a bunch of traitors. And Noin's like, oh, yeah, fuck, those are the uh, the Trey's guys. Yeah, we kind of had to bring them in. And says to Relena, not to be too hard on those protecting the Sang Kingdom, he's like, yeah, we brought them in, but, you know, we still need an army. They they were going to attack us anyway. Just just FYI, Relena. They they absolutely were. They they just found the first reason they could. They were always going to attack the Sang Kingdom, which is what... Why what Relena says later on is so fucking dumb, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to a whole bunch of these uh, ex Trias guys suiting up and getting ready to fight. Hero is inside the Epion just yelling at it to not show him stupid <laughs> pop-ups of the future. It's it's great, no. like, I would like yeah. to uninstall Bonsai, buddy. <laughs> it's Demon Machine, be quiet. Would you like to see hell? No, shut up. The future is grim. I don't care, man. Not right now. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, the battle between the Saint King and the Royal Fowler start. Uh, I have the question, like, there's a montage of just shit fighting, but, like, I'm wondering where the Sang Kingdom got all these mobile suits and tanks without, like, Relena noticing, because they she have never, a lot of them. She doesn't pay that much attention to the day-to-day running. Oh, she's busy running her school and telling everyone how great total pacifism is. She, she can't be expected to know anything the, about the entire how to going actually ons of her kingdom, yeah. run her kingdom. Yeah, she can't yeah. Really run a kingdom when you're running a school. Everyone knows that. Plausible deniability. Relena simultaneously has ten jobs and zero jobs, <laughs> <Yep>. is what <laughs> I'm noticing. Yep. <laughs> So, um, Noin's in one of her suits. She's having a time trying to hold off the stuff. Quattro shows up with the sand rock and the Magnox and I brought the whole Magnox core. Yeah, because I guess they don't need to defend their own kingdom now. They got a kingdom to defend. It's this one now, I guess. So, these next couple scenes are kind of intercut with the war fighting in Relena's inner office. Relena is looking out the window... And she sees all this fighting going on. Dorothy shows up and starts being a total ass, saying that, like... She just, like, leans on the desk, like, mmm, how about that war, then? Yeah. Dorothy, who, by the way, would be a very, I don't know, valuable captive to take in this exact situation. Really good uh, primo hostage here, Dorothy, (laughs) showing up, saying, hey, it's me, best hostage. Like, she is the daughter of the the leader of the Romafeller (laughs) Foundation. And she just kind of comes in and is just like, oh, looks like a lot of war going on how's pacifism going dipshit okay. <laughs> on that note as well aren't the like 
daughters and heirs to kingdoms. To a lot of kingdoms. In that king, the second kingdom. Wouldn't yeah, every other kingdom basically get up in arms and be like, oh, hey now, you don't, you don't fuck with our heirs and defend the second kingdom? Yeah, like, a lot of the royalty sent their fucking children to go yeah. to Relena's stupid There's peace school. There's shots of them in this episode. They're there. They're all there even after evacuating. It's like, it's like, yeah, the other kingdoms would immediately come out to go against Romafeller. It, it, it's so dumb. Yeah, so Relena's like, why didn't you evac with everyone else or something? And Dorothy's, Dorothy's like, no, I Dorothy... really gotta rub this in. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. There the Dorothy's like, I like war too much, and the only thing I like more than war is gloating. Well, I like him about the same, but this is great for me. I love this situation I've made. Time of my life. <laughs> Yeah, this kicks so much ass for me. You don't understand. What's going to happen to total pacifism? <laughs> yeah, so Dorothy asks Relena what she's going to do. Uh, Relena says, like, well, I, I can't ask for help. If the Saint Kingdom were to collapse, total pacifism would disappear. But people are protecting me by fighting. I don't even know. And then outside, Hero is having a tough time keeping Epion in control because it keeps popping up and asking him to subscribe for, you know, nine ninety five a month. Um, Noin keeps yelling at him and Hero knows that like if he loses control of the Epion like everybody's going to die yeah Hero's like or or Noin's like you're going too far away from the rest of the crew Hero and then Hero's like no I'm gonna kill all of you if I stay here (laughs) yeah so Dorothy is continuing to give Elena shit for not doing anything during the emergency it's like you talk about ruling and everything but you're like you're not giving orders to anyone you dipshit and then like who's gonna win (sighs) it's like uh, sorry what am I trying to say Says, uh, Dorothy says that the ones who win after fighting should rule that like going she the strong She starts going survive. into this real pop psychology thing here. It, it yeah. really is like she vacillates between being correct and being just outrageously bloodthirsty. Like she's right, Relina doing nothing is fucking stupid. But then she goes, "Well, it's uh, it's you know dog eat dog. People who fight the best should rule." And it's like, no, that's literally not how human society works anymore. Back in like, the day, they used to elect mayors by going out in the town center and having a punch match <laughs> yeah so dorothy says that pacifism can't do shit while actual battles are happening which is true and yeah, then it says yeah. that relena has like everything you've been going working for relena is nothing but a dream and so outside we get more more cool robots fighting uh the sank kingdom defenders are getting pushed back and the butler's at a hospital i guess he thought that maybe since it had the cross on it he wasn't gonna get bombed but that's fine yeah is that where he that's... evacuated them all too that's <laughs> Um, Dorothy starts saying that uh, total pacifism doesn't work because you'll just get dominated by those fighting which is seriously like the central thesis about this entire thing if you become a pacifist you're just going to be kicked to shit because everybody knows you roll over I do I do love though that part of our concern here is that they would break Geneva conventions and attack a hospital (laughs) when they are in fact Basically bombing Geneva. Right? Yeah, bombing yeah. his whole country. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, all the other countries would rise up over this, but Relena's just like, no. Nah, yeah, I mean, like, if there was a UN and then, like, suddenly, you know, our country bombed Switzerland, I think a lot of people would be angry about that. But there's no yeah. UN, there's just a world hegemony. So, yep. I don't know what you're really going for. But yeah, she tells Relena that, like, you need to stand up for yourself and for your country. And then there's, like, this weird montage of a teddy bear being on fire and then Relena looking over the ruined city. And then Relena says, if the same kingdom in my own existence are causing a dev- such a devastating war, then I'll do my best to take new steps towards total pacifism. This is it. This is the dumbest thing in the show up to this point. Yeah. Um, but before that, uh, Epion is showing Hero a future site of Relena being blown up in her school and he freaks out over that. 
Dorothy then goes to, I guess, a computer in the side of this hallway or something and starts up this, like, world broadcast to everybody plus everybody in space. Oh, no, she, like, straight up is just like, oh, this will be the head. Every director of the Roma Feller Foundation will set this up. I know their frequency. Don't worry about it. You're <laughs> she's welcome. Like, you're just going to have to uh, say that you suck and you're bad. And Guess completely- you're going to have to piece it out, nerd. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, she says this, but, like, everybody, like, everybody in space sees it. Like, yes. it's, yeah. like a world. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, so Relena gets on the call and says, like, I'm Relena Peacecraft. This is my country. Oz is attacking me, but I won't go against my ideals. I'm going to give up the complete sovereignty of my country and dissolve the Sank Kingdom. Ah! Sex is like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, so sex is I'm not going to give up on pacifism, and I'm going to do that by giving up on pacifism. <laughs> by, by giving, giving up, up on, my like, country. all claims, yeah. <laughs> Pacifism shouldn't cause battles. I'm like, that's literally not what's causing this battle. You're so fucking yeah, stupid. Fascism is causing it. <laughs> the fucking Roma fellers. The Roma fellers are attacking you, not because you exist, but because they do. Come yeah. on. Yeah, so out in space, Zex is hearing all this, and he's heading to Earth as fast as he can, but he's, like, freaking out because she's... Be doing stupid things. God yeah. damn it. No, no, God no, 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 oh, no. Why on earth did I leave my country in the hands of my 15-year-old sister? That take backsies. Take backsies. <laughs> oh, I should have been way more d- diligent and made sure it was at least in the capable, capable hands of a 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> if, can I still go back on the whole Zexan? Can I still be Miliardo? Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the throne. Yeah, so Relena says that pacifism shouldn't cause battles, and so she is going to surrender herself to Oz. And Duke Dermail gets this, like, wow, that's a bold move. We'll see if it works out for him, Cotton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so dumb how everyone is like, Relena, oh, wow, that was so shrewd. That's so noble. Oh, wow, she she did a move. Well, we can't, like, you know, go back on her move here. It's a plan she's got. It's like, no, she doesn't have a fucking plan. What the fuck is this bullshit? Unironically... I think the actual, like, response to this from people, like, in the military and, like, the political planners and stuff would be something more like this. It would be shocked and it would be confused, but not because it's such a good move, more because, well, we didn't plan around this because there's no way this was going to happen. This makes (laughs) no sense in any context. What do we... I mean, I guess we just win then? Yeah, we, like, we, we didn't even have to do as much as we thought. She, she's just letting us win. Oh, great. She, awesome. she literally is beating the Roma Feller Foundation by giving them everything they ever wanted. Their explicit yeah. purpose for invading the kingdom was basically to stamp her out. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> And, like, she doesn't even try to go down with any sort of honor or anything. She's just like, oh, yeah, the country doesn't exist anymore. I'm causing a war. That means it's bad. Well, I guess I better go in Dorothy's limo and go to the Roma fellas now. (laughs) Which I love, by the way, that Dorothy immediately is like, oh, you're turning yourself in. Would you like, I'll drive you. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like a ride? She's seriously, like, tapping her forehead. She's like, you can't declare war if there's no country to declare against. <laughs> oh god. Like I just love how unapologetically just a bad bitch Dorothy is at all times. Like she's just mean as shit. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so Duke Dermail thinks this is a bold move and then it has the grand like, I wonder if we could use that the Roma to unite the Roma fellers. I can't even say this fucking line. Outside uh so 
Dorothy continues to ask the soldiers that are currently fighting for her to put down their arms. Um, Dorothy then condescendingly says, like, congrats, you did it. And Relaine is getting pissed at Dorothy now, but... Dorothy's Finally. Like, I'll take you to the Rollerfellers where you can surrender and ask for forgiveness or something. Here, my limo's outside. And so they go. Um, Noin then asks Quatra to go to space with her. And he says, why? sure, because why not? Who knows? <laughs> they want to go on vacation. Because her uh, sex is. Yeah. We see Relena <laughs> and Dorothy get in a jet and they start leaving. Uh, Dorothy doesn't know what the Roma fellow like on the jet. Like she's like, well, I don't know what the Roma fellow is going to do to you, but it was so cool how you just gave up a country for them. And then we see a montage of Oz still taking over the Saint Kingdom, and Hero is just, I think, has just gone insane. And he's yeah, just it's like there's everyone. one mobile suit that's still fighting us. It cuts over to the forest, and Hero is going on a murder spree. Good, yeah. good. And so they play rhythmic emotion, which is going to be the new opening in a couple of episodes. And Hero Uh-oh. is talking about how he's still looking for an enemy as he chops things up. This may be some of the dumbest <sighs> fucking politics I've ever seen in any sort of media. Uh, I hate, I hated episode thirty-six so much. I was yelling so much on the TV. No. Uh, when Elena gave herself up, I was like, no, 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 no. During that whole sequence, with like the lead up where she's like, "All right, I'm going to do my move," I like started racking my brain for all the possible moves she could make that would make any possible sense. Like, I've been playing a lot of Ace Attorney recently, so like I'm just trying to think through all the evidence and everything that's led up to this and the whole situation, just racking my brain. Like, all right, what's her next move? And then she's just like, "I give up," and I'm like, "Well, that was none of them. So good job, you got, yeah, mixed, just, mixed me up." I she's guess. In, like the like, game point of like a first to ten money match, and she turns to the crowd, she's like watch this fucking shit. And the crowd goes wild and then she just gets up and leaves the arena. <laughs> I was going to say, and then she unplugs her controller, does a backflip off the stage and cracks her head on the ground. Like, it's... <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable the level of not even trying. Like, God, the one time, too, of everyone being like, well, if you ask everyone for help, they'll probably defend you. You're really popular. All of our dignitaries are here right now. Like, yeah, there's so many ways she could have avoided of, this. We got a lot of skin in this game if you want to help. And she's like, well, if I ask for people to do shooty shoot, then uh, I'm a bad man. And it's like, no, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it really is just the worst shit. It's like war is the worst thing that must be avoided at all costs. It's like, no. No, you it have to st- isn't. Like, the whole deal is like pacifism doesn't work because if you don't stand up for yourself, people are going to realize you're a total pussy and walk over you at every opportunity they can. So Which you at least have to fight back. Fascists will take you over. They, if you do not put up a fight, they will just take over, and then all your ideals are shit because well, you're oppressed now, idiot. The other thing too is the show can't seem to decide if war is totally kick ass and rules or is bad and like it's only rough because they keep trying to present both sides, <laughs> both sides as, like, as if they are high-minded fully like high-minded points of like war. yeah yeah you yeah, know, yeah yeah trace like, like war is just the most wonderful thing ever li- it's beautiful okay, okay let me put it this way so there's a joke a lot of folks make about Ryu from Street Fighter that he's <laughs> the most milk toast man who's ever existed for example his favorite things water without any ice Dirt, the latest season of The Simpsons, etc. 
Ryu's quote at the start of every fight in Street Fighter 4 is, the answer lies in the heart of battle, <laughs> which is literally Trace's entire thing. Trace is the most boring character yeah. ideologically. Like, he's fucking Ryu from Streets, except he's rich. That's it. <laughs> except he doesn't fight. He, and he, he doesn't loves fight the either. idea of fighting, but he actually doesn't fight at all. And the show has never called him out on this. <laughs> War kills a lot of people, but there's also cool robots, so who can tell if it's bad or not? At <laughs> this point, Gundam Wing is trying to do the Gundam war, war is bad thing, but is so incompetent that it it's, just yeah, sort of, it's real bad like, flops War is over. bad, question mark? <laughs> Okay. Like, it does war is bad, but then also makes a very good case for, like, well, you do need a military. Yeah. <laughs> a very good case for sometimes you do actually need to fight against We could use a good war now and then. Okay. Sometimes a war is against the Nazis. So, we've been doing who are the people's motivations, but I have a better oh, question. God. Where do you think this is going with Relena giving up her kingdom? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, oh, no. I, I think I know, because there's some foreshadowing about the charismatic leader. Yeah. And I think they're going to do something oh, with that. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> Puppet Queen! Puppet Queen! Oh, no! <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Who are you guessing for Puppet Queen? <laughs> Dorothy, no. <laughs> Oh they, man, they, that would make this show so much more that would fun, be though. So much better Dorothy than what Queen of Earth would be the greatest with. show, and I would love it. <laughs> uh, no, they're totally gonna be... be like, "Well, we've caught you now, Relina, and everyone likes you." Oh, so, no. all right, join us. Here's join my question. Us. Join us. <laughs> Here's my question. Aside from try to solve the riddle of the devil machine. <laughs> oh, no. What is Hero going to be doing in the next five episodes, oh, do you well, think? So the God. next episode is Zero versus Epion. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So we need to get that fight out of the way before Hero okay, can actually so do anything. So the riddle of the devil machine will be priority one. And then after the riddle of the devil machine, what do you think Hero <laughs> is going to do? Send himself into the place with the highest casualties, obviously, because he's learned nothing. <laughs> I was going to say my guess is try to find a way to die <laughs> yeah same same thing yeah 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 so do you think trey's is going to be cool with everything that's going to be happening coming on do you think he's good with just giving up with the sank kingdom uh-oh i have no idea what trey's is doing at any time he could well, show up would, in the middle okay. of a fight and start monologuing okay. and i wouldn't know <laughs> Here's the thing. According to literally everything we've learned about Trey's ideologically, he would really look down on just giving up, even in the name of pacifism, etc., etc. He would but call Relena like a fool, say she's weak, etc., etc., except... <laughs> first of all, he likes losers, which is baffling. Second of all... Don't forget that he said earlier on, I think Relaine is actually stronger than you, dumb boy, like, to hero. <laughs> so I think even though it goes against literally his entire morality and his entire moral compass, he will actually be pro Relaine doing it because this show sucks. <laughs> really, he's just going to be like, I knew she had to do it to him. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Oh, space <laughs> anime. 